Not only did Carolyn Jasinski travel a long way to dine high in the sky above Melbourne, she invited Graham Kemlow to join her in a digger station feast at Eureka 89, an experience that begins when you step into a very fast elevator that makes your ears pop as you quickly ascend to the highest observation deck in the Southern Hemisphere. Carolyn and Graham take you along on this culinary adventure as the sun set across the city. Well, how far would you go for dinner? Would you drive around the block? Would you uh, get in the car and drive 50 k's? Or would you, in the case of reporter Carolyn Jasinski, travel 880 kilometres over 11 hours to come and have dinner with me? Oh, actually, I don't think I was the most... I don't think I was the key attraction. I think it was the food at Eureka 89. So welcome back, uh, Carolyn. You're back in Adelaide now. Oh, I am back in Adelaide. After our high dinner. We, we had a great dinner. We did, actually. It was very good. I, I was, well, Carolyn had the dinner, but she invited. I was the plus one or the minus one or the one squared. I'm not sure, but I was there. And it, uh, we had oh, I'm night. saying it was for a very significant birthday of yours. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, Us talk old guys numbers. To stick together. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. thank you very much for agreeing to be my plus oh, one. No, it was lovely. It was uh, a very enjoyable night. For those who don't know, Eureka eighty nine and eighty eight are two floors of I think it's still the largest, tallest tower. It's it's the Melbourne. highest observation deck in the southern hemisphere okay so 88 is a level where a glass room pushes out the side of this building and it yes, sits it's on called, the south side of the yarra called the, the edge you, don't you oh it's amazing and and if you don't mind heights which i don't so it, everything's glass yeah so you so you go into the room and then the room actually extends out over the building off the but side at that stage it's got a frosted floor Yes, but when you get out to the full extent, the floor goes clear and you can see all the way to the bottom. <laughs> and the bottom drops out of your world. Um, but we've both done that separately in uh, Dubai, in an even taller building. Yep, that's, yeah. yeah, it's an amazing experience. I really like it, but I can, uh, having done it, especially in the Melbourne Sky Deck one, um, I did that, and the faces around me tell completely different stories. Oh, I, yeah. I was beaming like a Cheshire cat, and there was a bloke next to me who was, was hoping that the room would go back into the main part of the building very quickly. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, could only he was brave for trying it. But Absolutely. I just think it's fantastic. Now, the the reason you were there was you got an invitation. Yes, I, I got asked to have dinner at Eureka 89 to spread the good word about it. To You know, the the highs, the lows. There's yep. a lot of highs, 89 floors up. You, yeah. You're almost 300 metres above Your the ears ground. pop in the lift, didn't they? Don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was and, it's and very... Of course, what a lot of people wouldn't know, it's actually owned by the people who run some of our best-known railways. Yes, Journey Beyond And owns they have it. other... other tourism uh, products and services as well but uh, yeah yeah it, it, but so I haven't been there since they took it over yeah I, I have been there earlier 
I had been on there as part of the Great Southern Rail trip from Brisbane to Adelaide. Right. Uh, so I have experienced the the sky deck part of it and the edge, yep. but I hadn't had dinner, so this was new for me, and it was pretty stunning. I thought. What was your yeah, opinion? Look, I- I'm a little bit ambivalent about degustation. I often feel like you get half a dozen small bites and you have to go run through Macca's drive-through on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not that I eat Macca's, but uh, you know, I, I, I just I sometimes you can leave. fear and trepidation that I'm not going to feel like I've had enough to eat. Yeah, I have done them before and come away thinking there was way more wine than there was food but this one surprised me i was really nicely surprised i think that we had eight courses and i think each one was far bigger than normal it was more than just your did we get a bigger serve than the people next door or no because i was checking them out it was all pretty generous yeah absolutely it was it was in line with what everybody else was getting and they were little works of art it's it's almost a shame to eat them and That's I say true. almost because nothing's ever too good <laughs> to eat when I'm around. <laughs> oh, well, you're not bad on the tooth, but, you know, uh, so am I. So I th- I just go. think it was... And, and look, what they put together, I, I'm a bit of a foodie philistine. So I have no hope of interpreting all the wonderful ingredients that they so lovingly describe. It's it's like this well orchestrated performance when they come out and they they deliver this little piece of artwork in front of you and then they tell you what's on board and honestly I I have no idea what they're saying half the time so I have to ask for the menu which I did for us yeah, I got I've, yeah. I've got the menu so okay do you want well, me to I'll, I'll I'll give the Reader's Digest version of our eight courses yeah we had yellowfin that and we can comment along the way. Yellowfin tuna, and it was with lemon, aspen, avocado, and horseradish. And so, what I remember from that was these beautiful little morsels of yellowfin tuna and a really delicious sauce. Yeah, that started the night, and I thought, wow, there's flavour here. Yeah, that's another yeah. thing I worry about sometimes that, that it looks so great on the plate, this degustation morsel. Yes. But it doesn't actually taste as good as it looks. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, yeah, I was very surprised. First mouthful. I think we both said, "Wow, that tastes fantastic." Yeah, we had a couple they of raised to eyebrows to get a sauce that went with it. And as I remember, is it a bonito sauce? No, the bonito sauce was on the carrot fettuccine. Oh, right, I mucked up. That okay. was that was next, but that was that was amazing as well. So it was that thin sliver of carrot. And yep. it was twirled around like like, like a fettuccine, rose. yeah. And that sauce on that one was bonito emulsion, lemon, and avruga. So the avruga is a caviar alternative. Right. So it had the beautiful little uh, leaf on top of it, and oh my god, it was my mouth's watering now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> we can't show all these um, dishes just because we don't get that opportunity. Uh, we, got, we, can t- we can show one shot and maybe we can put a couple of different uh, social media images up to give you a sense of what's, uh, what was served to us. Yeah. Uh, that, that was pretty good. Keep going. Now, the next one was probably the least decorative, but it was one of the favourites. Potato textures. 
and it had mushroom black garlic and alliums yeah the so black th- garlic is very distinctive oh it's beautiful you know it's it's lovely it's sort of it's garlicky it's oniony it's it's creamy it's isn't unctuous it? i suppose it'd be that's a, a good like word it. and yeah. the potato was probably something i shouldn't have eaten because um, i don't eat carbs uh, no and uh but it was lovely i got well that that's a really good point to bring up as well because when they asked if we have any dietaries and you said you don't eat carbs i imagine that would send a lot of restaurants into a bit of a spin it's not your usual you know gluten-free usual one but yeah it's a a diabetic meal basically but um and they managed it beautifully didn't they they did actually they did you know i eat any protein basically yeah salad or certain vegetables but so you were naughty be one it's a bit high in carbs you were naughty but there you go oh, it well, was it was worth but it I actually i came up all right that's good old richter scale so that was good so number four was the marin yeah this is the west australian freshwater crayfish yeah so it had fennel and dessert lime and noricosho which i have no idea it sounds like ricotta Noricosho. Maybe it's out of some other. All I can say about that one was again, there were these beautiful little morsels of marin, and it was just mouth watering. Yeah, it was. Lovely. Yeah. Then we had quail. Yeah. And the quail, uh, that was. Look, I know quail's tiny, but I think that was probably the biggest quail yeah, serve. Yeah, generous think, serves of quail. Yeah, boned out, so we we're eating breast or something. Mine was was delicious. Rannock quail, they called it, and okay. I can't pronounce the little accessories that went on that one. Ch- uh, I think it's chime de wrapper, grape and pea. It was right. just yum. People who know more about food would, would. What are we up to? Number six. Number six. Yes. Uh, Magra lamb two ways. So we have one piece was braised and the other one I think it was grilled. Could have been fried, but it was still it was crispy, so it was really yeah, lovely. It had been boned to be a big long bone. Yes, yeah. So you had really no option but to pick it up in the end. Once you With cut you, it out. Oh, yeah. You picked it up and you chewed it to the bone, so to speak. It was yep. beautiful actually. It was really uh, lovely. They had cabbage, sunflower seed, and black currant. Now, we were thinking it had a touch of honey or mint, yes, but it I was actually it had a touch of honey and black. But I think it was a black currant was okay. was delicious. Yeah, and then well. then the dessert dishes came out together. So we had a strawberry parfait, and that was lots of little teardrop morsels of this parfait, and that had lime and coconut and basil which was a yeah, was that's a, a bit of an unusual combination yeah but gee it worked and it came out with a little cheese dish as well and that was beetroot and manchego sable yeah. and a chauvre mousse i so ate it was, that i didn't eat the strawberry parfait i had oh actually you had an extra you had something with pineapple in it that was an extra yes. extra dish because you couldn't have the the parfait yeah i did and probably i shouldn't have eaten the pineapple either, but <laughs> was a coconut was like a coconut if i say pudding that's going to give the wrong impression but it was like a mousse wasn't it it was a mousse Almost, yeah, and it had yeah. pieces of pineapple it was so. very nice and coconut i happily eat and i washed all of that down with a beautiful new zealand pinot all night i drank pinot noir 
That's right. I, and I... I mean, they offered to do the matching and everything, but that would have involved me going to white wine and sweet wine, and I said, no, no, no. I'll we we just had my... a couple of glasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do, you can do pairing yeah. with it. Uh, it does cost extra. Now we had uh, just a couple of glasses, so yeah, it's nice that you can do the pairing with it as well if you want. Oh yes, that, that often is the way it goes, and it depends how much you want to spend on an evening like that. And um, the pairing can be quite expensive by the time you add that in. It can, it can. You know, so I, I was don't very. I know what the cost of. We were hosted, but I did check it out. It was $240 a head. Okay. And the wine pairing would have cost another 110 per person. Yeah. So that's a big night out if you. Yeah. want yeah. that. But there were lots. It was full. There were so many celebrations going there on. There were. There were people singing Happy Birthday and having their yeah. photo taken. And we had our I, photo taken because Ms. Jasinski got an award on the night <laughs> as you've probably heard last week on the show it uh, was very special so I got my, a bit of that going on i joined the travel riders radio 100 club 100 I'm, club she reckoned yeah. it was better than an oscar i didn't know she'd won an oscar but uh, <laughs> i yeah. haven't well, but i think good. this is better than an oscar no, it was, look so, it was a great night and so if people are interested in a degustation that actually is tasty and it looks good and yeah. we didn't have the main exec chef there we had uh, another Anthony, chef. I, I, I Anthony Vaux. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Great. And we sat and chatted with him for a while. Yep. He did a lovely job and it tasted fabulous. It so, was it was really know. special. But I, what I liked as well, I mean, the food is obviously what you go for, but it's a whole night. It was, I think it was like, a, it was a performance and they've got such a multicultural staff. Oh, yeah. We had an Irish girl and we had an Asian a white person at one yeah, branch. and we had a, a young French guy come out. Yeah, so it was just lovely that mm. they, and they all are so passionate about it, and they they just know what they're doing. It was a really lovely, lovely night. Yeah, I think was. that was wasn't. But so, if people wanted to go and book this degustation, is it on all the time, or you know, in other words, can you go there for a steak and chips, or is it always? Eight courses degustation. If you go to the Eureka 89 website, it has the days that it's open and it has the Tells times. Tells you the deal, does it? Yes, yeah. Okay. So eureka89.com.au, I think it is. Yes, yep. Or you can get there um, via the Melbourne Sky Deck okay. uh, website the, as well. That's actually on 88. 89 yes. is squashed in. Yes. Uh, but you get fantastic views. and. Uh, so you've got... Two Carol avenues. Watching the sun go down. Yes, we were watching that and, and dealing with all the beautiful reflections and and then watching all the celebrations. There were young couples there having special nights. It was really and lovely. Then there were a couple of old tarts. Couple Us. of old, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were we were there on business, but that was we lovely. Were. But now part of the story, if I could just very quickly tell you, mm. was how I got there. So when they asked me to do this, I thought. I'd love to do it, but if I fly over, I had so many work deadlines. I had five-story deadlines on the go, and I thought, oh, if I fly over, I'm going to lose four hours out of my day. Yeah. And so they said, would you go over on the overland? And that's the train that runs from Adelaide to Melbourne. So this is the 880 kilometres over 11 hours, and it's just the most relaxing way of spending a work day, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
So it, although it took 11 hours to get there, once you checked in, which takes about 10 minutes, it's a lot quicker, and you hop on board half an hour before the train leaves, and then you're sitting in... I was in Red Premium. So it's okay. like the business class version of... of oh, you weren't in the cheap seats. Train, no, I was in the, the really Good. flash seats. Right. Um, so the idea was that I would have 11 hours to work, which... I did do a lot of work, but that was in between looking out the window at the beautiful views and talking to people because you have to talk to people. <laughs> Breakfast and then lunch and then afternoon tea delivered to my seat, which is what happens in Red Premium. It's very civilised and there's so much room in these seats. They're beautiful big chairs and they even bring you footstools. So it's that you've got that much room. Now I'm vertically... And the power thing? The power. Oh, for you... So I just ran my laptop and then um, I didn't actually run out of power, but I used my phone so much on taking photos and videos that I hopped up to the cafe carriage, which is where the people in economy in the red section can go and buy the same meals as we're having, but they they have to buy them. So they can go up there. Anyone can go up there. I, I popped up a couple of times for extra coffees. Yeah. So I went up there and plugged the phone in and then talked to more people. Yeah. And then you did the return leg the next I, morning. Yes, which everybody... got more work done. I did. Okay. I got all my deadlines met, which was really fabulous, but well, also that's talk... That's way to think about it. Yeah. It was, it was actually a really clever way of maintaining my workflow while still travelling. Yeah. Well, Carolyn, thank you for, for, A, for inviting me, and B, for recounting the evening. It was a good <laughs> night, and uh, I enjoyed it, and I thank you for that. And I think... Any of the listeners who went would could well feel and expect to feel satiated by the time they've got to chapter eight. Yes, yeah, it's we it's closed the joint. We were the last to leave, <laughs> so there yeah. you go. We were enjoying it. Carolyn Jasinski and Graham Kemlo there on a degustation dinner to die for sounds amazing. The food, the wine, the train—it was all part of an experience available from Journey Beyond.